Hey, this is Rachel, and welcome, 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 welcome to the Live with Rachel. To the Live with, to the Rachel. with Rachel. Rachel. Rachel podcast. 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 Welcome to the Live with Rachel podcast. Hey everyone, it's Rachel. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you have joined me today and I am very proud of myself for being consistent with the uploads. Here we go. So let's get right into it. The topic of today's episode is social anxiety. Now, if you know me and have listened to the podcast in the past, or if you know me in real life in in person, then you would know that I have a history with things like depression and anxiety. And I'm sure you know someone who has it, or you might even have it yourself because anxiety and depression these days is very, very common, unfortunately. Um, However, I just want to shed some more light on social anxiety in particular. So for those who may have not experienced it before, it can be triggered by so many different things, but ultimately it feels like a very intense fear of just being in a situation where you don't know anyone or you're fearful that you'll be judged by others in a way that you don't really want to be judged or you just feel claustrophobic being in social situations and all of your other senses like sound becomes heightened and all you want to do is go home, you just want to lay on the couch or your bed or just do other things to distract yourself from any kind of social demands. For me, personally, my escape is give me a whole day where I just get to play The Sims 4 and I will be recharged, ready to go, back to my extroverted self. (laughs) But really, experiencing social anxiety is actually really hard because you do want to go out to fun events confidently and you do want to have a great time with your friends and your family, but instead all you feel is just this nervousness and you just want to be alone and you just end up being very frustrated with yourself. At least I know that's how I can feel sometimes. In the few months that I wasn't making podcasts and stuff like that, I had a, I had social anxiety specifically, and I still occasionally battle with it on and off. And yeah, it really does suck. I feel like I'm I'm getting better every single day. However, uh, I did have a really good breakthrough with it, and I feel like I'm definitely on my way to permanently leaving it in the past, which is awesome. Um, If you can relate with social anxiety, there are so many different kinds of treatment available like self-help techniques, getting professional therapy, medication, prayer, reading God's word, fellowship, and all of that good stuff. So I'm not afraid to tell people that I'm on antidepressants for my anxiety and it has been a wild ride, but I feel like for me personally, it's really helped me for the better, but for some people, they might not be comfortable with taking medication for anxiety for whatever reason, and that is completely okay too. For me, what I've discovered what works best for me though isn't medication, although it has certainly helped. What has helped me the most in my circumstance, I'd say, is uh, cognitive therapy or just, you know, as it's also known as just therapy, but <laughs> I feel like... Um, very often anxiety of any kind is a battle often in the mind. I mean, it's primarily in the mind. And as a Christian myself, we're told by the Bible that we're to control how we think and what we think and just filter out, like have a good filter, use discernment, use wisdom and all that good stuff. And I feel like in today's society, that is a very difficult pill to swallow because a lot of people hold the belief that we can't control our thoughts, we can't control our feelings, 
But honestly, I think with prayer, practice, and definitely help from God, from other Christians, from from therapists, the battle of the mind can absolutely be won, or at least, at the very least, be made manageable. One verse that I memorized to help me with this in this area was 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, and I want to share it with you in hopes that it will also encourage you who are listening. So the verse says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. And for me, this gives me hope because it's saying that God doesn't want us to be living a life of fear and he wants to help us overcome it. Now, for me, it's not enough to just read that once and then be like, oh yes, that is now knowledge in my heart. No, I have this verse on my phone as a background um, on social media. Like sometimes I post it on my stories. I have this tape to my bathroom mirror. I need to be able to see verses like this just all over the place in order for me to remember it. I feel like I just need exposure to the same thing constantly in order for me to memorize it. So that's just me. (laughs) So if you come to my house and you see Bible verses everywhere, you know why. (laughs) Um, for, for a long time, the source of my own personal social anxiety was the fear that everyone around me secretly hated me and they just didn't want me where they were, like parties, church events, things like that. And I just had this very intense fear that something was fundamentally wrong with me and everyone knew it or had an opinion on it. And it just really made me feel unwanted and uncomfortable in those social situations. And I know not everyone is going to like me. Like I know that the world's not perfect and I'm not perfect. And there are things about me that people aren't going to like, and I'm somewhat okay with it. I'm getting there. Yeah. I mean, even, even Jesus was hated and he was perfect. So there's no hope for me, (laughs) but yeah, for a long time, I had these negative words that were spoken over to me by uh, people, you know, just throughout my life every now and then, you know, haters come and go in your life and bad influences and stuff like that. And if I'm being honest, those words that were spoken over me, they just got burned into my heart, um, almost to the point where it was on the verge of becoming burned into my soul and becoming who I was, becoming part of my identity. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I think the reason why it hurts so much when I hear those words now in the present, it's because some part of me actually some part still believes in what they said. So a part of my social anxiety, I guess, was based on a kind of negativity or a self-dislike, you can say, about myself. And what pulled me out of that was the true realization that these people around me that I feared so much, they don't actually know me. They don't know my heart. You know, they don't hang out with me every single day. We don't talk all the time. So sure, they might have an opinion about me, but it's going to be based from the limited interactions that I've had with them. And because of that, that doesn't mean that their opinion is even correct. So if you're listening and you're feeling like you're in the same boat and you're relating with everything that I'm saying, I just want you to know, and I want to tell you, their opinion about you is probably wrong, my friend. You might think their opinion means something, but if you keep digging, I'm sure you'll discover that they have no credibility in what they're saying. They have no leg to stand on when it comes to passing a judgment on you because they don't know your heart. They don't know who you are. 
It's based on the limited interactions that they've had with you. It's not a well-informed opinion. So please just don't take it to heart. I know it's really hard, but understand that they just don't know what they're doing. They're not perfect, just like how you're not perfect. And the reality is only Jesus is perfect, which is why we should always try to trust and rely on him. First Samuel chapter 16 verse 7 says, humans do not see what the Lord sees for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. Wow. Honestly, that is a great reminder. And I think I need to have that verse plastered all over my house as well. (laughs) Living up to other people's standards or expectations is not what's going to make a person acceptable, but instead being a child of God is what really matters. Another thing that I kind of realized that you might be able to relate to as well is that when we're in social situations and we're feeling anxious and we're worried about being judged by others, well, it kind of follows the whole reap what you sow principle that's found in the Bible. I touched on this in the last episode. Um, If we're honest with ourselves, fellow socially anxious people, (laughs) we're probably anxious that people are judging us because probably we ourselves have a critical eye and we're spending way too much time worrying about the opinion of others. I've actually seen uh, a post on social media. I wouldn't take it this far. I think I'm just not brave enough to take it this far, but I've seen people on social media say that having anxiety is almost like a form of pride because we're so we're so worried about me, me, I, pride. Like it's all about me. What's everyone thinking about me? We're just so super critical of ourselves or of others, but that doesn't mean that people are thinking the same thing about us all the time. My husband tells me that all the time, whenever I'm worried about like, oh no, like what if they think I'm rude? What if they think I'm mean? What if they take it the wrong way? He always likes to remind me like, Rachel, no, like people aren't thinking what you're thinking. (laughs) However, I think if we try to practice being more forgiving, loving, merciful, not just towards others, but also towards ourselves, then I think that will make a huge difference. And we will experience those things from other people too. I know for me, one of my biggest struggles is definitely accepting myself because growing up, I just felt like there was a lot of pressure, a lot of judgment, a lot of criticism from like school and teachers and people, family members just being hurled my way. I think, I feel like everyone feels that way growing up. There's just so much pressure to succeed in the world and do your best. I mean, yeah, sure. Do your best. But I feel like that it almost comes to a point where it could break a person. Um, I've seen year 12 students try to do their final exams and they just break apart and I can completely relate. I completely broke apart in year 12. So yeah, I just really feel like I'm always doubting myself, but really when we start learning to accept ourselves the way that God has made us and only look to him alone for validation and forgiveness, I feel like that's when we can really learn to be comfortable in our own skin. And when we're more comfortable with ourselves, then the more comfortable we will be in social situations and we'll be more confident. But also I feel like the more you know about yourself, the more you're self-aware and you know what attitudes you have and why, it'll help you with how you feel about yourself and how you know, we may deal with those kinds of situations. And when we know how we see ourselves and why, I think we can hold that up to the light of God's truth in the Bible. And we can ask for what his view is on it, because I know from personal experience, God can definitely bring healing to trauma and he will definitely bring truth to trump the lies. A while ago, I actually decided to just throw all the cares to the wind and to just go to things by myself, like just be assertive about it. Because for a while there, I was so 
socially anxious that I couldn't go to a social event without having Jesse by my side. So I needed to learn to kind of like let go a little bit because, you know, he's a shift worker. He can't really come to everything. So I just needed to learn to be more confident in my own body language and stuff like that. And yeah, I just realized that if I'm to regain my confidence, then I'm going to need to put myself out there and put myself in situations that do make me uncomfortable. Because with every good and positive experience that I do have, I can put that as like a win under my belt. And bit by bit, with more good experiences, the more confident I will be. And the more confident I am in social situations, then the less social anxiety will be an issue. So practicing being more assertive by communicating my needs in a calm and relaxed way definitely helps. (laughs) If I go into a situation and I'm immediately uncomfortable, just really depending on my anxiety level, I'll either just remove myself until I feel calm again, or I'll ask the people around me ways that they can help me feel better. Um, Like, for example, like, oh, you know, I'm really sensitive to loud noises right now. Like, is it okay if we turn down the music or hey, like I just need to sit at the back because the bass in the music is just really triggering my anxiety, things like that. Um, The key to this, I feel in particular, would be using I statements when trying to convey your needs if you're feeling anxious. So that way, when you're telling people what you need, the other person doesn't feel like they're being attacked by you, that they've done something wrong. Um, Also, just learning to say no (laughs) is just very important to being assertive in general. As an example, you could be venting your feelings to your friend and your friend just makes you feel bad and that your feelings are stupid. But rather than getting upset and never talking to them ever again, (laughs) you can actually just tell them calmly how you feel and move on. And that way you would never feel anxious if you saw that person again because you're awkwardly trying to just distance yourself from them. But instead, you'll feel more confident from standing your ground and you would just feel better because you've got it off your chest. So hopefully your friend realizes and apologizes and just doesn't do it again. Or if they do do it again, then you can just not talk to them and get different friends for the sake of your own well-being. It's just another form of saying no and that's why by choosing what kind of people you let into your life, I think the more peace that you will have. And I think that was a lie that I also had to overcome, uh, the lie that like you're stuck with the people that are in your life. And it might be true to some degree, depending on where you live. But if someone's being a bad friend, you don't have to allow them to continue speaking into your life. Don't let them steal your joy. (laughs) You can say no. And that was a huge thing for me too. So Another thing that I'm trying to practice is the actual talking bit in social situations. When I'm talking in social situations, I feel like my awkwardness can really take over and I end up uh, sounding not how I feel like I sound in my head, if that makes sense. However, one tip that I would like to share that I feel has really helped me is just the simple act of asking people about themselves. People really do love to talk about themselves. Um, I actually met a new person a while ago and I was asking where they were from and they just spent the next 15 to 20 minutes just talking about where they were from, what country they were from, everything that they loved about growing up. I just, I I barely even had to say anything. It was great. I just nodded and laughed and said yes every now and then. It was the best. (laughs) 
So just practice being a good listener, ask open-ended questions, share relatable stories about yourself, and all of these things collectively will help with social anxiety and just building confidence in those social situations. Now, there are so many other tips I can share on what I've learned with dealing with and overcoming with social anxiety, but the last thing that I really wanted to say, because I wanted to keep this episode short, um, was I want to encourage you to learn and discover what having a biblical view of yourself really is. The Bible tells us that we're loved, we're accepted, and we are not condemned because of what Jesus did for us by dying for uh, dying for our sins on the cross. And by being secure in Him, we have the freedom to reach out confidently to other people despite our fears. I really believe that you can do it. So just take a deep breath and choose to fill your mind with these positive biblical truths. Write them down, just keep them on hand and say them to yourself whenever you start feeling anxious again. And with all that being said, I just really want to end by saying thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's more of a mental health episode, so I really hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that it's really useful for you or for a friend. Um, And I would love for you to tag me in it so that I can see it. Just tag me on social media at live with Rachel. If you want to tag me on my personal, it's all at Rachel Melima. It's all in the links. It's all in the chat, in the descriptions. And also if you're not yet subscribed to me, let me just take this opportunity to invite you to do that as well, because you'll get notified whenever I upload new episodes, which who knows, it might be <laughs> might be next week, might be six months, who knows? <laughs> I'm trying to do better. But anyway, thanks again for being with me on this journey as we are both learning to live rich and full lives in the light of God's ways and his truth. So I'll see you next time and have a good day. Bye. Bye.